0: Welcome to Celebration Church's podcast. We hope this helps you to know God better and trust Him more. To learn more about Celebration Church, please visit us at celebrationchurchlive.com. Uh, but now, if you got your U you version or your Bible app open, you got your bulletin, uh, we're about to get into a fresh series. Uh, you probably could not help but notice the ginormous hopscotch. Board a hopscotch deal in the middle of the foyer. Much thanks to our creative team, man. They're doing some good stuff. What about that video that in 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 San Angelo, as it is in heaven, and it's a bunch of our stuff? they, man, our creative team. Which if you want to be a part of that, they meet on Monday nights up here, so you can join and be a part of that if you want to do that. But some good stuff taking place, and and so with this series, um, the series is honestly. Um, it's a pretty, it's a pretty serious series, um, because the, the real thing is about getting over some stuff, and so, but as your pastor, I know that sometimes that can be hard, so we, we put it in a light context of the game of hopscotch, or just having to, at some point in the game, you have to hop over something to, and get over it, um, but really, this is a pretty, this is a pretty, uh, serious series, and so, but we have a, Another little thing our creative team did of a a cool, we don't normally have bumper videos, a little priest sermon video, but here we go. Didn't they do a good job? And I think it's time to get over some hurt and get over some fear and get over some different things in our lives. And today, we're going to look at getting over ourselves. And so, I, I said ourselves because we all need to do it. And sometimes it can feel a little aggressive to say, get over yourself. And so, as your pastor, I just kind of pulled it back. I didn't say, the title of the message isn't get over yourself. It's let's get over ourselves. And so, we'll make this a partnership, and we'll process all of this together. And so, in this, this concept is that in Christ, um, nothing should hold us back in our growth to know God better and to trust Him more. And honestly, it's, it's time To get over some of the stuff that's tried to hold us back and stop us. And the the enemy wants to, if he can't fully take us out, he wants to trap us. But God, God has a way of turning the things that were designed to trap us or to take us out and bring about a whole different end. we got a little classic commercial that helps tell that story. I love that commercial. <laughs> it's my favorite all time. I've used it as sermon illustration probably four or five times. I sent it to Nathan, our guy who helps do work all this stuff, in the back. I said, I want to use the mouse commercial again. And he said, you have problems. <laughs> and so it is so much fun for me to watch y'all watch that commercial, especially if you haven't seen it before. And, and I saw, you know, the, they look away at all. Oh, Oh my gosh, you see his little his little chest pumping and and this is the end and so but it wasn't the end folks. Guess what? It wasn't the end And, and and What the enemy means to trap us and to kill us and to take us out. If we will let God work, all of a sudden we can end up stronger on the other side of it. And so that is what I'm believing for us in this Hopscotch series. Is there have been some places in your life that some things have have been brought in. Whether by your own doing or somebody else's doing. That the enemy has tried to use to trap you, to stop you, to hold you back. From, God, from what God has for you in His time. We're going to get over it and be stronger on the other side of this. And so let's look at Romans 8 verse 37. It says, No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. We're more than conquerors. There's no such thing as a conqueror without some sort of contest. Without some sort of struggle or, or, or thing. You don't just sit there and, and, and go, okay, I walk across this place, I've, I, I conquered, I conquered it. No, there's, there's a place of struggle with conquest, but we're more than conquerors through him who, him who loved us. He says, for I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers... Neither height or depth or anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Nothing can separate us from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. I love it that He opens up. He says that I am convinced that neither death nor life. There's that place where people, you know, freaked out about the afterlife. You know about death and. Want to be able to have everything right with the man upstairs as they're approaching death. And death is freaky and scary. And and say, I just want to make sure I'm at peace or I have a loved one facing death. And, And there's a place where we are thankful for the blessed assurance we have in Christ. That we understand that death is not going to be able to separate us. And there's a lot of believers who live confidently and should live confidently. That death is not going to separate us from the love of God. In fact, death is a promotion for us. Death is a place where we step over from death into life. And we're fully in love and fully in a place of God's presence. And it's amazing. But there's that other part. He says, I'm, I'm convinced that neither death nor life. There's a place where sometimes we feel like we would rather be able to just at times say yes to Jesus. Check out and just go ahead and be in heaven. And there are some times that people feel the weight of life. And it feels like just doing life, just getting through the day, just dealing with the stresses and the stuff and the relationships that, yeah, I, I, I know God's got me after death, but does He have me in life? Does He have me right here, right now? I've got I've to gotta be ready to, to wake up tomorrow. And right now, I'm not very excited about tomorrow. I'm pretty frustrated about today. And that here, Paul tells us that, that, yes, we can be confident that death isn't going to separate us, but we can also be confident that living this life doesn't separate us. For so long, we thought, you know, one day in the sweet by and by, I'll fly away, I'll fly away, one day I'll get to be. No, his presence is here and now. It's not just hope for the future and tomorrow and after death. No, it is hope right now. And the things that hold us back where we don't deal with is because we don't let that hope let us get over those different things. And so we need to grab a hold of that and understand that. See, growing as a child of God means letting nothing stop you from living the full life that Jesus provides. Um, Not even... Not even yourself. We're starting today with getting over ourselves. Because there's so many times that as a place in life, we become our own holdup. Yogi Berra said it best when he said, wherever you go, there you are. And that's the, that can be the frustrating thing in life. Is when you are most irritated with the person in your skin you can never really find joy and happiness. When you're most frustrated by the person you deal with every day, you you can never find happiness. We have to get freedom and be able to truly love ourselves. I'm not saying being selfish. I'm not saying being self-centered. I'm not saying that. I'm saying be able to understand that the love that God has for you is you allow it to be shed abroad to where you are thankful he created you. You are thankful for the life He's and the promises he has for you. And so many people, so many people don't let God renew themselves on the inside. Years ago, watched uh, ESPN 30 for 30, and so we got some cool documentaries, and and made one about uh, a guy um, named uh, Chris Herron, basketball player from. Um, the nine, from the 90s and into the early 2000s. And um, In 1994, he was a McDonald's All-American. He was one of the most uh, sought-after high school recruits. He was from Fall Rivers, Massachusetts and was just an amazing, amazing basketball player. Of course, growing up, um, in Massachusetts, of course, the Celtics were his were his dream. So he gets recruited, goes to Boston College for a little bit. Actually, ends up going and, and playing at Fresno State, and then comes out and he's in the he's in the 1999 draft, and is drafted second round, and is picked by the by the Denver Nuggets, and plays for them for a year, and finally gets the trade that he's wanted, and his second year in with the NBA, gets to get picked up by the Celtics. So here is a Massachusetts boy getting to play for the Celtics, living his dream. The problem is, is that in college he began to, to drink way too much and had a massive alcohol problem which turned into a, a pill problem which f- eventually founded a, a heroin problem and he was Sticking a needle in his arm and, and still trying to have a basketball career and of course, as we all know, heroin will and drug abuse will wreck your life and it wrecked his dreams and he would get clean for a little bit and and then he ends up going overseas and playing japan ball and playing europe and and so, at the time of this documentary, it's going through his ups and downs and 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 in this, this documentary really should have been about this man's wife because she just stood with him through hell. I mean, he put her through hell on earth. And so as this, the videographer is riding shotgun and Chris Heron is driving his car and, and they're shooting some, some cool footage with him driving and talking about what was going on, he shares about, you know, that he ended up getting connected with some believers and got into a recovery program and, and that his wife could tell after about 11 months sober that something was different. He said because throughout his MBA career and his college career, he had, he had made a habit that he would take his razor and his toothbrush into the shower with him. And so he would get in the shower and he would just do everything in the shower. He would brush his teeth, br- shave his face, do everything, and then get out of the shower and he'd move on. And, and about 11 months into this recovery period, his wife stopped him and she said, uh, Chris, um, I've noticed that it, in the shower, um, your, your stuff, your, your razor, your toothbrush, it, it's, not in, it's not in the shower anymore. And, and he said, That made me think, wow, what happened? And he realized, that for all those years, the reason he would shave and brush his teeth in the shower is because he was avoiding the mirror. And he could, for so long, he hated the person in the mirror and he could not stand his own reflection long enough to scrape the whiskers off his face and to brush his teeth. And he hated his own reflection. And at some point in the recovery process, God had got him at least comfortable enough with his own reflection that he could stand at the vanity long enough to be able to do it. Folks, if we don't let God bring restoration to our hearts and begin to let there be reconciliation, not just between us and God, but internally with us, inside of us, we will. There will always be a little trip place. There will always be a little place where we end up messing up ourselves. And so I'd like to invite uh, Kyle up here, Kyle Bunger. Kyle was brought to Angelo State to play basketball. And so uh, Kyle is uh, uh, part of our worship team. You'll see him up here some. Uh, sometimes playing the guitar. And so um, I think we all believe that Kyle could probably jump. Kyle, Kyle can jump. And so um, so what we're going to do is since uh, it's established that Kyle can jump, um, I've got uh, 10 $20 bills here. And so I'm just going to lay these out here. And you can have every one of these that you can ju- you can jump over. <laughs> you can be next. And so you can have all. You can have as many of these as you can clear. Okay. And just get right up close. Just get right up close. Right up to it. Yeah. No distance. The only trick is you have to grab your toes with both hands, and you can't let go. So, if he can hold on to his toes, he can have as many $20 bills as he can clear without letting go of his toes. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keenan, you want to try? <laughs> I'm sorry, Kyle. No glory my money I, <laughs> it is Christmas money and so I've done that true I've done that thing f- through for years and years when I was a youth pastor and, and um as an illustration or in fact I've never had anybody take a $20 bill from me ever because the truth is is you can't jump forward while holding on to your own toes. You can't do it. If you will not let go of yourself. It doesn't matter the reward that's right there. It doesn't matter how easy and elementary it might be. If you don't let go of yourself. You are stuck. You are not able to move forward. You have to be willing to move to let go of yourself. Matthew 22 verse 36 says teacher which is the greatest commandment in the law Jesus replied love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul and with all your mind and this is the first and greatest commandment and the second is like it love your neighbor as yourself all the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments this was already established. It was already known. In fact, they, they go on to say, Teacher, you've answered really wise. This is You know what you're talking about. The problem is, is nobody was very good at it. Nobody was very good at loving their neighbor as themselves because it was all said and done. There was this place of brokenness on the inside of us that tripped it up. See, the love and the grace that we embrace from God is the baseline for the love and the grace that we extend to others. You run into a crabby, upset, angry person, hard-to-deal-with person. They're a person who is miserable with themselves. Every time, without exception, you have somebody that's easily angered. They're constantly upset with themselves. They're constantly at war inside. And we have to first have a place of freedom. And Jesus is the one that showed us what this actually looks like. How this actually functions. Let's look at John chapter 15. John chapter 15, he's he's speaking to his disciples. He says, as the Father has loved me. Pause. As the Father has loved me. He understands he's loved. He has received the love. He understands this concept. He understands the truth of it. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. The love that he received from the Father is the love he was able to give to his disciples. The reason he was able to love his disciples is because he knew he was loved. There's so many times that our relationships are based on trying to harvest love out of somebody. And when we're trying to harvest love out of somebody and we don't get it, we don't, we, we're, we're in a place of lack of love ourselves, then all of a sudden it begins to erode and it destroys everything. But when we come from a baseline that I am fully loved and accepted by God, then I can love. And if you're, don't, if you're not loving back to me, I can still be, I'm, there's no lack on my end. I'm still loved fully by God. The fact that you're having a rough day doesn't ruin my day. The fact that things are going sideways with you doesn't all of a sudden make things have to go sideways with me because I am fully loved by God. He says, if you obey my commands, you will remain in my love just as I obey my Father's commands and remain in His love. I've told you this so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. It's like, I've given you the formula. I've given you the way this looks, how this functions. Receive the Father's love. And then you're able to love others. I've showed you this so that my joy, the joy and the peace that Jesus has, we can have the same thing by being fully loved by the Father. It says, My command is this love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, and he laid down his life for his friends. Luke 9 25. This is so important. It says, what good is it for a man to gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit his very self? If all of a sudden you've, everything is going right on the outside and things are decayed with you on the inside, you've lost your very self, something is tragically wrong. Folks, this is our relationship with the God of creation. And just to put this in perspective, God has everything, created everything, and the only thing God ever bought was you. The only thing God ever bought was you. And He paid the highest price, He paid His Son. They, Jesus, it was for the joy that was set before him. He endured the cross. It was, it was painful, it was difficult, but there was joy on the other side of it. It was because you're worth it. If you are the only thing God's ever bought, why on earth would you not see the value in you? Why would you not see it? You're the only thing he's ever bought. See, we must be willing to forgive God must be willing to forgive ourselves. 2 Peter 1 verse 5 says, For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge. How cool is this? We come to Jesus by faith. Okay, We recognize Jesus is that he is the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except by him that he was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. That Jesus is our Savior and we believe it. We come to him by faith. And it says, okay, now I want... You to add to your faith goodness. How cool is it that God recognizes that when we come to him and we're saved and we're his kid, there wasn't much good there. That's awesome. It's freeing. It says, now I want you to add to your faith goodness. And then to goodness, knowledge. And to knowledge, self-control. And to self-control, perseverance. And perseverance, godliness. And to godliness, brotherly Kindness. So all of a sudden there's this place that then this kindness begins to show up. And then as we go down from brotherly kindness then to love. There's a place where we just can start to just kind of be kind to one another. And eventually let love fully flourish. I love that the scriptures recognize this is something that God's got to renew in us. He's got to grow within us. He says, for if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus. That's what this whole life in Christ is about, is being effective and productive in our knowledge of the Lord Jesus. It says, but if anyone does not have them, if anyone does not have them, look what, look what happened. He is nearsighted and blind and has forgotten that he's been cleansed. From his past sins all of those things you're beating yourself up for and get so upset with yourself you've been cleansed of those and the thing that stops your growth process is forgetting that forgetting that you are fully right with god forgetting that it is fully taken care of that you are fully restored when we forget that that's though it gums up the process that's what stops the growth process and all the add to your faith process. It, it makes us unproductive in our knowledge of Him, it's forgetting that we've been cleansed. He's done it, it's a completed work. So, with that, we have to stop identifying ourselves with our pain and with the pain we've caused others. There's a place where it's so difficult. That when we love others and we know we've hurt them, man, it can be some of the worst pain that we ever deal with. It's to to love somebody and to have caused pain to somebody we love. That can be devastating. That can become a place and a root where we don't know how to move on past that. Even if they forgive. There's a place where it feels like it's not right for me to let go of that that somehow I'm honoring this person in this special way by really really beating myself up over what I've done to them that's not the way this goes and the truth is if we don't let God in there on either front on receiving his forgiveness or letting that be passed on at the root of it when we are hanging on to ourselves there's a place of pride in it there always is like, how can I hate myself so much and that there be a place of pride? Because what you're saying, what you're saying is that you've been so good at being bad that God's goodness isn't enough. That's a place of pride. That I've got to handle this. There's a, a psalm that says, uh, Psalm 10 verse 4 says, In his pride the wicked does not seek him in all his There's no room for God. There's no room, there's no place for God to be able to function. We have to leave room for God to move and work in our lives. Otherwise, we find ourselves internally decreeing what Adele wrote in her 2011 song, Turning Tables. She says, one day I'll be braver. I'll be my own savior, standing on my own two feet. It's not yet, I haven't hit it yet, but one day, one day I'm going to fix this. If we don't put it in God's hands, all we're doing is simply trying to be our own Savior. And we have to let Him and Him alone. So how do we do this, Pastor? How do we do this? Two things. Stay focused on grace. Grace is what changes everything. Titus 2 says, For the grace of God... That brings salvation has appeared to all. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions. What teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions? Strict adherence to the law? Grace. Grace teaches us. Grace teaches us to say no. Grace is what liberates us. Grace is what changes things. Teaches us to say no to, ungod- to ungodliness and and worldly passions and to live self-controlled and upright and godly lives in, the pre- in this present age. While we wait for the blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our God and Savior Jesus Christ. Who gave himself to us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself. He's the one doing it. A people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. And then Romans 2.4 says, or do you show contempt For the riches of his kindness, tolerance, and patience. Not realizing that it was his kindness that leads us to repentance. It's his kindness. It's his kindness that leads us to repentance. Stay focused on his grace. Stay focused on the fact that God loves you. And that will begin to work those things out. Where you're able to be in a place where you can truly be comfortable in your own skin. The skin God gave you. He, he didn't mess up when he created you. And the next thing is, is stay in step with the Spirit. See, you're never going to be able to be the you God created you to be while focusing on you. If you will let, if you'll just stay focused on the Spirit, then I'm telling you, he'll begin to change everything in our lives. Galatians 5, 6, 5 16 says, so I'll I say, live by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. And it goes on to talk about what the fruit of the Spirit looks like in verse 22. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. When we begin to be at peace with ourselves, there's love. Joy, peace, patience, kindness goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control against such things there is no law. Remember 1 Corinthians 13 tells us love is patient, love is kind. Love does not keep a record of wrong. And scriptures say for us to love our neighbors like we love ourselves. So we've got to be patient with ourselves, kind to ourselves, what does your self talk look like? What does your self talk look like? I guarantee nobody gets called idiot by these lips more than me. I'm probably the only person that gets called idiot. But I will quickly begin to just have just tear myself down. I have to watch that Holy Spirit bring it says don't Brandon don't do that. I don't talk I don't talk about you that way. Okay, okay. Be kind with ourselves. Keep no record of wrong. That's what love does. So if we're going to begin to model this out with well, others, we just got to begin to let God work that in right here. I'm not talking about being egocentric. I'm not talking about being self-centered. I'm talking about letting the love of God wash through us. And begin to bring a place of wholeness where you can be comfortable in who God made and begin to genuinely love others. We've got to get over ourselves. Our bottom line today is that you (coughs) become the real you when you begin to reflect Him. That is when it happens. And He's love. When we begin to reflect Him, that's when we step into and we're our real selves.